Hey, podcast world. Welcome to a special edition of FNO InsureTech. I am Rob Beller, and I am here joined by our co-hosts, Mr. Lee Boyd and Mr. Matt Fothery. Hey, guys. What's going on? Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Not a lot. I sense the enthusiasm. We have a super <laughs> special episode for two reasons. Do you know what those reasons are? I do. Go. Matt, do you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I was supposed to be working. <laughs> so could you, let me know. Let me know what those are. Okay. One, I think we have two really good guests on. We, is that one of the answers? That's, that's the biggest reason. The biggest okay. reason is, is that Caribou Honig and Jay Weintraub, the chairman and CEO of InsureTech Connect, the biggest InsureTech conference there is in Las Vegas every year, are with us as guests for the second time to talk about ITC, as it's known, 2019, ITC 2020, as well as other things to do with InsureTech. Yeah, I think it's wonderful that they decided to come back on. We had the opportunity to go to. <laughs> Let's go ahead and explain our situation right here. <laughs> Should we? I think I think we might yeah. need to. Yeah, we're having a little technical difficulty in our sound booth room, so we're actually sharing a microphone, Lee and I. So we're nose to nose here, uh, staring, staring, yeah, at, each staring other, at each other's face, and deep into each other's eyes, as trying we, not to breathe on each other. Yeah. So uh, how's that working out? Not great. It's great. Absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. So, That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I'm sweating in here. Anybody got an air on? For those of you who can't see it, Matt has a surgical mask on, <laughs> which is uh, no indictment of of Lee at all. None whatsoever. He's just a germaphobe. You're a germaphobe. And the amazing bill about this, I think it's the number two thing, is that we've been doing this a year, right? A whole year. Nice segue. You are correct. With this episode... We have been able to stay on the air for a full year. I didn't think that would happen. Yeah. That was all four, of our, all four of our listeners. Thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world, and I mean that. I didn't pull a list of how many countries where we've been downloaded, but it's pretty extraordinary. Kazakhstan, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Chile, Kenya... It, the list goes on and on and on. It's pretty remarkable. Israel. Israel. Yeah. Israel's a big one. And we've had tons of interesting guests, including one of our very first guests, Caribou Honig. Yeah. Who's graced our podcast today and a few other times. We were very blessed to get Caribou on at the beginning. Caribou was a guest that uh, we knew we wanted. We wanted to hear all about InsureTech. And he was so gracious whenever we asked. He said, I'm a yes man. I'm going to say yes. And uh, we're very we're very blessed to have had him on. I appreciate him jumping on at the very beginning of our podcast season. Right. And we encourage people not to take advantage of it. But I will say that he's somebody who, who um, likes to help and likes to say yes. And Jay's very much that way too. Right. And, and so Matt, as the, as the CEO of the company that pays for FNO and SureTech week in and week out, what do you, what do you have to say? Do you think it, did, did you ever think it, we'd make it for a year? Uh, or did you just hope, did you just hope that we wouldn't? <laughs> hmm. Let me, let me, uh, let me be careful. No, I, I, I had, uh, I had pretty good, um, fruition that this would be, uh, 
a pretty good podcast. So y'all have worked hard at it, certainly put more hours than I have, but it does cost a little bit of time and resources, but I think it's well worth it. Uh, It allows us to have a little bit of a voice out there and it allows us to talk to a ton of interesting people and really get to know the industry better. So it's been well worth the money. And uh, as we continue down this journey. Yeah. I think it's opened us up to all kinds of different things. And like we'll hear on the on the episode today that that this is an ecosystem that we're in today. Insurance isn't just this monolith anymore. It's an ecosystem that's made up of uh, finance people uh, who are bringing tremendous sums of money to it. It's made up of uh, incumbents who are buyers and interested parties. That's made up of accelerators. It's made up of all kinds of different people in the ecosystem. And we've had pretty much all of them on all aspects to talk about it. I think back to all the people and all the groups that we've had on. And my favorite part over the past year is the knowledge that we have gained. I think I think that we've been able to share that knowledge with all, with all of our podcast guests. Uh, but me personally, I'm, I feel better for it. I feel more uh, se- secure whenever I'm speaking about InsureTech. I feel like my knowledge has, has grown, and I feel like we're starting to really understand this world of InsureTech. And, um, you know, I, I think it's great. And I'm very excited to see what next year holds. The, the center of maybe the ep, not the center, but the epicenter of all things InsureTech can be argued today is InsureTech Connect, which is a, a labor of love that's been put together <laughs> primarily by two crazy guys who have created an amazing conference that we got to attend this year that we enjoyed and, and went to and learned a lot from. And um, we're thrilled to have him back on again. So without further ado, here's our interview with Caribou Honig and Jay Weintraub about ITC. Hey, everybody. We have some really very special guests. We have the co-founders of ITC, InsureTech Connect, Caribou Honig and Jay Weintraub. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Thanks so much for having us here. Oh, it's so good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. You guys are so generous, and I want to make that clear to everybody in our audience how uh, accommodating and generous Jay and Caribou are um, to a crazy little InsureTech podcast um, and to be part of it. Yeah, very, very appreciative. Thank you guys for being with us. So let's just jump in. Have you guys caught up on your sleep yet? Have you gotten over what happened in late September this year? How how are you doing? It usually takes me about a week or so to catch up. You know, it is a delightfully intensive uh, couple of days, right? And, and for attendees in general, I think InsureTech Connect, you know, is the longest two or three days of their year with uh, uh, so many meetings and, and panels and events that they can uh, be part of for myself. Uh, add an extra day or two to that. And for Jay and his team, you can actually add uh, a couple days on top of that for all the intensity they've got to put into it. Uh, so it takes me only about a week or so to recover. I, I bet it takes Jay uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, I think I'm still asleep, probably. <laughs> we were there and we had a great time. Yeah, we loved it. It was uh it was it was amazing. And we and we want to take a couple of minutes and kind of unpack twenty nineteen and maybe what you guys learned and some of the things that you've taken away from it and the pleasant surprises of which I'm sure you can't have something that's that large and that dynamic and not be surprised by some things. Jay, you were a little surprised by the length of the registration line, weren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We, 
Uh, nothing, nothing says, uh, oh my God, way to kick off your show, like walking past someone and wondering, what, what are you doing here? And then only for them to tell you, we're waiting to get our badge. And we heard from the front of the line that we might get there by tomorrow. Uh, so, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Yeah. No, it was worse. It's what I really felt worse. It, yeah, here, here we are thinking, let's open up registration. And you know what? It, an hour, hour and a half will be plenty of time for, for people. And uh, it, I, I, I guess it was, I'm glad that that was probably the most drama that we had because I'm not sure I could take any more than that. Yeah, I mean, if that's the worst thing that happened, I mean, that's pretty good. You know, me and Rob, we went and got our, our badges and we were able to to go to middle line and we got through it very quickly. It pains us anytime that the the experience uh, for people attending isn't anything except for perfect. Like we, we really do feel it in our in our guts. Sure. Um, so uh, thankfully, as just says, like that was really the only hiccup uh, that I think we experienced. But it, in some sense, you know, you talk about surprises. Yeah. You know, really, just the the sustained energy going on for this whole insure tech thing, right? And it's continuing to broaden out. Right. It's not. It's certainly not just the you know Silicon Valley types right. that are coming and, and energized about it and curious and doing things. Right. You've got the incumbents themselves making things happen. Right. That are in the spirit of insure tech. You've got companies from outside the industry uh, getting involved now. I think that's. That's really a, a pleasant surprise relative to a few years ago, perhaps. You know, it's funny. I think I think back and you know, today, you're right, we had 7,000 people in 2019. It's easy to say, oh, right, this thing must have always been easy. And you know, we think back to especially the first year where it took quite a bit of cajoling to get people, you know, for an industry that often likes to be first to be second, mm -hmm. saying, come take a chance on something brand new. Not easy. And, and so I think there's those lingering memories of we'd say to people, they'd, they'd ask us, so we'll get there, what, by like you have a reception at 5 p.m. the night before? And we'd say, no, we've got all this great content taking place during the day. And, and so this was the first year where it's like, wait, people actually listened. It's a true three-day uh, event. Uh, and I guess somewhere in our minds, I'm still thinking back to the, you know, to the first couple of years where it felt like we'd have to convince people right. uh, you know, that it's worth coming uh, that sort of that day early. Yeah. Well, and I think it's great. I mean, I was busy the entire time. Now, I want to loop back real quick to something that I think Caribou was just saying about uh, incumbents and people outside of the industry. Let's talk about Let's talk about the big announcement, right? Salesforce and State Farm uh, up on the stage on the on the opening day. Those are big names, big names, and um, sometimes you wouldn't hear those four years ago together. But now they're in our space. What was that like getting getting that that announcement at, at ITC? I will say that it is. You ask us what is it that we probably track the most, and and it really isn't. How many booths are there and how many bodies? It's, is this a catalyst? Is InsureTech Connect a place where things, you know, and Caribou has always said this, is it a place where news is made and news is shared? And, and for those that were there, you heard about, we call them, we met at stories. And it's, what are those conversations that took place that have impacts far outside the show, but because they met there, it got to happen sooner and faster. So absolutely, you know, that is, you know, probably the things that we care about the most are people saying this platform matters, this industry matters, and we want to share it here. 
and you had that. You had that not only with Salesforce and State Farm on opening stage, uh, you had Travelers up there, and Travelers was talking about their relationships with other ITC companies. Uh, a lot of great news was really pushed out during ITC 2019, and I think it's neat that that's a, a focus of yours. Take us into a little bit of the uh, the expo. You know, what did y'all think about that? Well, Caribou, I, I you know hate always going first here, so I was going to offer for you to speak. And then all of a sudden, I started talking. So well, I'll just roll, let's roll with this. Uh, I'm sure it'll come back to me. He's a man. He's a man of few words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had 20 minutes the first couple of years, and then we gave him 15 the last few years. So. Yeah, I got fewer and fewer words. Thanks, Jay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah he's, he's waiting for you know what? What, what are you going to get me now? Um, <laughs> So the expo is one of the things that for us, we, we first for the first couple of years, we didn't even call it an expo hall. We tried all sorts of ways to call it anything but an expo hall. You know, oh, it's the, the hall of innovation. It's the, hey, it's an expo hall. But I think core to us was we don't want an expo hall that sucks. I mean, we think about this sort of like city planning. Like you, you know, I think expo is sort of this, if done poorly, it's like a used car lot. You just don't want to go in it. You know, I kind of feel like I have to because I need a car, but Oh man, I just don't want to. And so we, we really try to. Uh, I think what people may not know is that how many companies we turn away, which is look a great problem to have, and I'm glad we're lucky to do it. But it's sure. it's really meant because we want it to be a place where you know those meetings happen. It's why this year we invested in building out the center meeting area. You know, it's why we put a demo stage, why we put you know food and Oktoberfest, and yeah. you know we want it to be a hub of of activity and a place that you want to spend time. And I, so I was super excited by that uh, this year. Yeah, I also really like how we very much go out of our way to create you know the the big uh, skyscrapers, as uh, to use Jay's city planning metaphor, but also you've got space that is set aside that. Uh, you know, a Series C, Series A startup can be in, right? And it's not cost prohibitive for them, because you know, what I think often happens to events when they become successful is that they start catering only to the giants out there, right. the big dollars. O only travelers, only State Farm can sort of afford to show up on the the expo. Only a uh, a Salesforce, and and then you lose the whole point of catalyzing the industry, right? Being a place that supports the conversations between the top 10, top 20 incumbents and, you know, the, the folks building something really great in their garage. And so making sure that we've got some space allocated for those, those folks who are just, you know, barely getting out of their garage with their product uh, is, I think, really important and really valuable for the whole ecosystem, right? This is an ecosystem event. Right. Correct. I think we always keep that in mind. And it feels very much to be an ecosystem event. And I think you hit on a really important point that, that I hadn't thought about since I was there. And that was, there are startups there. There are companies that have made it a little bit past the startup phase and those that have made it way past the startup phase. So at, at kind of everywhere on the spectrum. But that was one of the exciting things historically for us about going there was that we could discover some of these up and coming companies, not just the ones that have made it or have, or have a foothold today. I love that word discovery. I think you know that that that's second only to serendipity in my my list of favorite words in this context. I, I liked how this year, you know, in the past I would go to ITC and I would go to the 
expo halls or even even the uh, presentations. And it was I felt as though it was really about the startup uh, because we were new, right? Uh, InsureTech was kind of a new uh, a new thing. Uh, so we really were focusing on them. This year, you could tell there was a change. We had the neighborhoods for the for the startups, which was fantastic. They were right side by side. You could visit with them and have meetings with them. But yet you also open up the, the neighborhoods to those who are in the insured tech space today with, with customers, with revenue, and are really changing the world of insurance. So I could I could talk to startups. I could talk to them throughout everywhere. And as Rob said there, really discover what I needed. It gave me an opportunity to to know what my problems were and to go out there and find somebody to help fix them. I thought that was great. I think one thing that we enjoy and are trying is, again, it's what is that balance? And we think about that every year. Yeah. It's how many startups, how many, you know, scale ups, how many at, you know, sort of at scale, because one of the, if you were to ask us, what's something that, you know, is never easy. It's, well, can I trust this startup? Is this startup someone that gets insurance? And, and that's one of those things I think is both fun and yet we are mindful of it, that we need this new blood because it's going to approach things differently. But we also are mindful of the fact that some of these people don't know enough about insurance and that some of the companies that are there say, I don't know if I can take a flyer on you. So I look at it part of our, you know, our job is to say, you know, how do we help companies establish a track record of trust? How do we continue to do a better job of showcasing how successful partnerships work? And so that more results-oriented, uh, you know, material can, you know, sort of be present. So you should be able to discover, uh, engage, and, you know, know how to make it work. And that's what we will, you know, that so that lifespan uh, or life cycle is, you know, what we will continue to hammer away at. You know, your, your comment about the, uh, you know, buying a car and going to the car dealer was, I think, terrific because... Um, you know, I run business development in our organization. And so I go to a lot of conferences and I go to a lot of expos, if you'll pardon the expression. And I work, sometimes I work inside of them and sometimes I attend them. And they're frequently, you know, you you take a deep breath and and go in and do the best you can. But that wasn't the case here at all. It was, it was the, that was to me, I think the most striking thing about ITC 2019 is what you guys did with whatever you want to call it, the Expo Hall, this, the, the the Hall of Discovery, and 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 to to uh, the that center place where all those tables were, where the, it was jam packed the entire time, because people wanted to be in there and they wanted to have these meetings and they wanted to get together and they needed a place to do it, and it it was just the energy in that hall from start to finish was like nothing I had ever seen. Rem amazing energy. And not just, of course, in the center where the tables were, but the booths also. I mean, it, it, it was jam-packed. There were many um, uh, exhibitors that, that we wanted to speak to that we, could, that we couldn't, right, Lee? I mean, we, we, it, it was too crowded. It was too crowded. Where do you see that? I mean... It's it's incredible. Kudos to you guys on that. Thank you. That, that that is something we're actually quite proud of. That people come in with a mindset of, you know, wanting to have those conversations. Oh, nothing. Nothing is more painful. It's one of these funny, funny things. You know, if we're getting into the sausage making for a second, there's, you know, we'll talk to our sponsors, and it, it'll come as no surprise. I mean, what do they, 
what do they care about ultimately? They still care about leads. And so when we have these conversations with them and it's sort of, you know, oh, well, I assume we're going to get the list of attendees. No. Or I assume you're going to have a barcode on a badge that I can scan, even though I don't right. know people don't really like that. It's like, no. So we're always trying to sit here and think of, oh, at the end of the day, you have to justify your expense with us and you want customers. But how in the world do we continue to not make it a place where people are now turned away from, from talking to you? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like no one wants to think of themselves as a lead. Right? That's not really that fun. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You want to think of yourself as, as something else. Uh, and, and that's, again, like it's the stuff that we think about more than maybe we should. But I, I think it's, you know, Caribou always talked about, you know, the, one of the reasons that we started ITC is because he wanted a show to go to that didn't exist. Right. Uh, and I think the same happens, you know, for me, which is I would like an expo hall that I actually want to walk in. Uh, like that's important to me. One of the things for me was looking around and people are clamoring for information. I, you just don't you just don't see that in other conferences. It's like they're 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 driven. They have I want I need more information. I want more exposure. I want and not just selling, not just on the selling side. Even the sellers are looking for information. What works for you? What are you looking for? Tell me about your business. Um, it was I I just it's rare that or or non-existent other uh, other conferences where both sides of the equation the buyers and the sellers are just both interested in gaining more information so I, i'm just i love it you're making us blush now well i think yeah i my favorite part about I, itc is really being able to speak with like-minded professionals who are trying to find our way through this world of insure tech really building this com community of, of like-minded people. And uh, this year, Rob and I were able to visit some 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 parties after hours, some, some get-togethers to get to know others. I think that's great. I think that's really nice. And, and to do that, also, you offer uh, numerous breakout sessions uh, to allow people to go and talk about, you know, like-minded sessions. And I want to ask, what have you learned over the years about those breakout sessions with the panels, you know, are, are those still going well? Uh, is that something you want to keep focusing on going forward? Or, you know, what is your thought there? This takes me to actually think about how you know, my, my, uh, my older son is a senior in high school and he's looking at colleges, right? And whenever you visit one of the big universities, their line is always, you can make a big school seem small if you can really create the right sort of customer experience uh, uh, for the student, the things that really matter to them and that they're going to love, but you can't make a small school feel big, right? And so I think we're always wrestling with how to make sure that ITC is like that big school that uh, feels small for every attendee, right? So if you are really excited about innovation in life insurance, that you can spend all three days just sort of immersed in life insurance related topics. If you're really excited about uh, uh, next generation technologies for the claims process, well, that person should also be able to spend, you know, the full three days basically immersed talking to other people of, of similar minds, similar likes, similar interests, learning about everything going on there, right? Both under the same roof, um, but both might actually experience sort of very different content and very different meetings from each other. Um, uh, and, and that's sort of the, the big tent 
approach here. And, and, and truth is, there will be some topics of, of shared interest, um, even between the person simply interested in life insurance innovation and one simply in, interested in you know, claims innovation. There will still be some things that appeal and are important for both. Uh, I think that the, the breakout sessions are part of the strategy around how we actually are able to make it that sort of uh, small school experience uh, for everyone. We, we can always do better, of course, but I think that's the and key right. design principle. No, no, it's just well, you're right. There are people that are going to say it's getting a little unruly. Uh, you know, there's going to be people that say that this is uh, it feels harder to manage, or you know, I, I liked it when. And uh, you know, I think in many ways that excites us because that's you know the good thing about the word like unruly is it's associated with energy. You know, it's it's frenetic. And yeah, you know, I, I think Caribou's you know sort of description of you can't make a school, small school big, you know we, we believe in this fully and we've seen it right. If you more of the right people, more good things happen, and and so you know you can't uh, you can't change as much if you don't have enough of the people there. So the fact that we get to try to solve for this and say yeah, how do we make it smaller, right? Is it do we divide the show into a you know life and health only section? Uh, you know, right? do we do this? You know, part of it is why we launched Agency Connect this year. It's like how do we serve you know these communities within the community and, and give it something for everyone? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To mm -hmm. the extent possible, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how's that going? Oh, I mean, it's one of the things that we enjoy the most. So Agency Connect. I mean, we are big believers in the role of the agent. Uh, you know, I think you've heard me or heard us say this before that it's going to change. Uh, you know, one of our passions, if you will, is saying that it's like the Iron Man suit. How do you give tools to make the person better? It's not how do you just build robots to replace the person. So, and I think when it comes to certainly the mid market, the you know the, the challenge that I have is I don't want it to be a barbell. You know, I don't want just the billion-dollar companies to be the only ones that can afford into investment, and it leaves others, you know, sort of behind. So it's how do we catalyze the mid-market and the entrepreneurs to focus on the mid-market. So that's for us is what Agency Connect is about. And this year, uh, you know, we are going to have, uh, you know, do the first sort of, I, I have resisted the idea of sort of doing a breaking the expo hall into thematics forever. Um, but, but we're doing it. So this year we're going to do life and health. Uh, we are going to build something special, uh, for life and health, uh, to make it even easier and for people to, to spend time who are interested in that, you know, it's all part of the, you know, these other stages, uh, if you will, just the way the breakouts are, how do we apply the same principles to other physical space? Well, just from a practical standpoint, the, the, the reality is, and I mean, that this is this speaks to why there's seven thousand people that attend. This this movement, this idea of insurtech, is enormous and touches every part and piece of the insurance equation and value chain. So how do you, I mean just how do you physically accommodate that in one conference? It's hard. Well, it's what gets us up every day. So great. Let's just move forward here in the interest of time, even though I'm sure that we could continue to talk about this on and on. We, uh, we reached out to some of our previous show guests and listeners and asked them for if they have any questions or thoughts for you guys that we'd like to share for you. And, and, uh, um, one, one, one question was, uh, just about the 
Are, have you thought about dividing the show up? Um, and, and, and this person asks, like, like they do in Coach, oh, Coachella, like Coachella does with Stagecoach, which is kind of funny. But uh, what do you think about that? Do, do you see InsureTech Connect staying as one big show for all? I mean, I, I think that the, that there's one aspect where we are uh, actually already taking the steps to create a little bit of a split, right? And that's around geography. Uh, my view is that InsureTech Connect, the flagship event in Vegas, is the global event. That's certainly the vision for it. And, and I think, uh, you know, that happens. We get well over a thousand people from outside the U.S. coming each year. But gosh, it is a long haul coming over from Asia. And uh, uh, and so, you know, as you know, we've, we've announced InsureTech Connect Asia, right? really a super regional event uh, to be in Singapore uh, this coming June. Well, you know, I, I think that is actually, I, I, I hope that doesn't uh, prevent people from Asia coming to Las Vegas uh, in September. Uh, I actually think it'll help catalyze more people coming from Asia. But that is one simple organizing principle that like, yeah, you know, creating something that uh, is a heck of a lot more convenient for the people from Asia uh, to have as a, at least a super regional event um, happening in addition to the Las Vegas event. Jay, what's it like trying to put a conference together in Asia? Exhausting, exciting. Uh, you know, I think it is the impetus for our Asia event was about this time. It was about Thanksgiving of 2017. I had a chance to go visit and ensure uh, was Fosun had put on an event in Shanghai. And I was first time where I had had any real direct exposure to, you know, sort of China and the broader APAC region. And I, and I remember coming back after hearing from some of the companies over there and going, oh my gosh, like it, it was mind blowing what they were doing. Uh, you know, and, and, and things that are, even if half of it's true, uh, even that is kind of crazy. So I remember thinking that this is, you know, it's, it's eye opening in the way that helps spur innovation and get us to realize like we, you know, we're not alone in many ways. So that was our, our desire to figure out how we showcase that. And ultimately what we concluded is that, you know, the best way to do that is give it its own stage and its own platform. So I'm very, you know, sort of excited about what people are going to see about the, the region because the dynamics over there are so different, you know, like the, you know, we talk here about the role of the agent, you know, and you've got some industry, you know, markets over there where they, yeah, they've got 300,000 and they still can't get enough. So it, it's just, it, it's going to be great for people as a way to sort of put what we see here and broadly into a different perspective. Now, on the flip side, I don't like the idea, uh, and I never have, of splitting an event like this into life and health versus property and casualty or, you know, customer origination and distribution versus underwriting versus claims. Right? Um, and the reason is, that what's going on now, the reason this is such an exciting time, is that there are fundamental transformative technologies being deployed, right? whether it's you know, the penetration of smartphone, cloud computing, the shift to APIs for the architecture, um, you know, the machine learning, all these things right, are, are core drivers of change right now for the insurance industry. Not for the health insurance industry, not for the life insurance, not for property, for all of the insurance industry. And so I, I think that, not to say there shouldn't be 
other shows out there about particular aspects of the value chain, particular categories of insurance. But there does need to be, I think, an event that is really tying the the fundamental drivers of change around these technologies and the transformative impact they're having across all of insurance and uh, the innovation that's happening. And and someone doing pet insurance right uh, can learn from innovations happening in life insurance too, right? And vice versa. Like there's there's a there's lots of value in seeing what your immediate peer group is doing. But there's also value in opening the aperture to understand what the broader peer group is trying to drive. Care about? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I think that is so important, and for all of us to realize, insured tech is about a, a trend setting and about an industry as a whole, not necessarily about breaking up the individual lines or the streams within. So I think it is very valuable to continue with what you're doing. Uh, I love about maybe uh, dissecting the expo hall a little bit or adding, um, you know, different neighborhoods throughout. That's fine. But I love that there is one event that we can go to and look at how is pet insurance doing and what are what trends could I take over that they're doing on my customer experience to, to my side. Uh, so, yeah, please keep doing that. Well, don't worry. The, you know, the way that we will sometimes, you know, think internally is, you know, divisional playoffs, you think about, you know, because this time of year football, uh, right? it's great to make the playoffs, but everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl. And that's what we aspire is we want to be the Super Bowl. And that's, you know, it's for all leagues, right? It's all teams. Uh, let's, uh, I'm, I want to read you another uh, question or comment that we have from, and this is, this is interesting because this is from a small insure tech company who said, uh, I was pleasantly surprised as an early stage startup I had assumed that ITC would be almost all large VC firms and large carriers hoping to innovate, neither of which are the market we're trying to connect with. I was pleasantly surprised to find that there were a lot of smaller insurers and vendors that were that more closely matched our ideal customer profile and were interested in innovating. You guys seem to get everybody on the spectrum from, from the biggest, I mean... <laughs> You know, the largest companies were there and the smallest, yes? That's absolutely our goal, right? It's got to be an ecosystem. And the magic happens when you can bring people together who otherwise might not normally have a chance to realize, oh, what you're doing is interesting, right? I didn't realize that was going on. Let's learn more. Let's follow up after the conference, right? That, that's the kind of phraseology I actually love. Let's follow up after the conference. Right? Um, and... And that only makes sense. That only really works if you've got the full spectrum uh, of participants coming to the event, large and small, old and new. Uh, you know, it's part of why I, I love seeing regulators there because they also bring something very different to the conversation, but it's obviously so important to the conversation. Um, like that's what we're going for is uh, uh, that sort of big tent event that people can then find the uh, and discover right through serendipity, uh, the, uh, the folks they actually want to meet with too. And people listening to this podcast need to go and take one of their hands, reach around and pat themselves on the back because the, you know, this is the fact that the industry cares enough and that they don't see it, that the industry says this is an industry thing. And it's what's unique about insurance. You know, a small insurer doesn't necessarily say I'm a small insurer, right? It's still, I'm an insurer that has an obligation to help people with their lives. And if I can help, you know, my lives and my customers' lives 
that's what matters. And that's not a question of like how big or small I am. And so the fact that this industry cares enough to say that that's my priority is the people and thus anything I can do to make my you know, policyholders better. So I, I think there's also a unique dynamic of why that makes it, it, insurance itself such a great place for us to be. I have a thought. Do you guys see InsureTech Connect as a platform? Yes. Yes. Do I need to yeah, yeah, respond to that? So I think when we, if you hear us talk, you know, uh, throughout the year, you'll hear the word product and platform quite a bit. You know, it is, you know, when we think about a platform, it's a single place that has, can touch at, you know, sort of scale. And whether scale is people or scale is ways in which people can, you know, can accomplish things, you know, that multiple things can happen from a center spoke. You know, that's sort of what we think of ourselves as a hub for others uh, and for the industry. You know, pe people build on top of platforms. Right. Right. That's almost the definition of it. And one of the things that really makes us um, smile for the most part when we see it happen is when there are other events sort of built on top of Ensure Tech Connect. You, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that there were these after hours networking and drinks. I, I wish someone had told me. I, I love to go to one of those. But, um, but uh, you know, hit me up next year. Hit me up next year. I'll, I'll, I'll get you an invite. Don't worry. That would be great. Sure. I appreciate <laughs> uh -huh. that. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, and, and some of those are done in coordination uh, directly with Ensure Tech Connect, and others are just happening where we find out, you know, after the fact, or, you know, we, Hey, we heard there was a really good, uh, after hours event. Huh. I would have liked to go to that. So, um, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get some invites for, for people that are listening to this. You can tell, but the, um, the, the very notion that people are building their mini events off of the ITC platform, uh, that actually is, is telling us that it's not just a great product, but it actually is useful as a platform for people. Yeah, I would say that's the the telltale sign of a big conference uh, who is a platform. Whenever you have these mini events that's, that are, are spun off of it, let it be an after-hours drink or let it be a, a pre-event before or post-event after, uh, you are really becoming that platform that like-minded individuals can get together and, and express and discuss their, their views. And uh, that's what's so important. And I hope, uh, I hope that 2020 uh, is, is going to continue that, that world. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about in, uh, tech trends for a minute, because w one of the things when you, when you uh, Google uh, tech connect, there's a lot of people who, did reviews and talked about what they got out of it and what they, uh, what, you know, what, where the industry is. Let's talk for a minute about that. One, one of the things that I heard about that I saw about InsureTech is <clears throat> after out of InsureTech Connect is the hype is over. And the, this reviewer was saying that it's not about, um, that, you know, InsureTech isn't a cool, shiny new toy anymore. It is a legitimate piece or of the eco of the insurance ecosystem, it, 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 do you guys agree with that? You must. That's what happens when we're not in the same room. We're, we're trying to look across. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking out to space. I don't. I don't want to answer that one. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we. Uh, I don't want that one. 
we love uh, you know that one. I, I just love talking after Caribou because he says the all the great things, and I can add on top of it. So the, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, the you know, there's a there's a sense of like you think about fear of missing out. It's it's a it's a feeling, and it can be a lot of it can be a lot of things. And so I think for InsureTech, yes, shiny object. What is it? Am I scared of it? I, I got to know what it is. It, you know, it was some of the early things. You know, like, but today, InsureTech is the movement. Like, it is what is happening. And so it's really a question of okay, I, I, I it's, it's here. So it transforms to like, you know, what is it for me? And you know, how do I find something that's like scalable? So it's the evolution of it is what we continue to, to see. Um, and the fact that it's not shiny makes it no less important. It just changes like sort of what your expectations and your needs are from it. You, you guys have, uh, I've got to believe you're familiar with the saying, all sure. hat, no cattle, right? Oh, you're trying this, Caribou. You are, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I've got okay. to you know, yeah. try this yeah. one now. Right. All, all hat, no cattle, right? It's, it's the... Uh, <laughs> The idea that you know someone is, talks a really big game, you know, but it turns out that on about you know how big their ranch is, but is it turns out they, they ain't got I'm no I'm from cat. Texas. Is that where this is coming from? Is this a Texas joke? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I forgot that connection, yeah. Jay, but okay. I like I like where you're going. So, so I think that um, two or three years ago, <laughs> if you asked a lot of folks, not the entrepreneurs, obviously, but you know, a lot of folks who've been uh, from within the industry, a lot of them had a certain degree of skepticism and, and would have been saying, you know, these uh, insure tech startups, I, I think they're all hat, no cattle. And, um, uh, you know, it would be hard to know two or three years ago uh, because so much of this current wave of startups was so nascent. But I think we are now starting to see uh, that, yes, indeed, there, there, there may be some that were, uh, you know, all hat, no cattle that were, you know, just uh, right. uh, hype, but not necessarily right. building uh, real businesses. But I also think we are now at the point that we are starting to see um, companies that, in fact, have plenty of cattle. Right. I think that uh, you're starting to see that in the M&A side. You know, shortly before uh, the most recent InsureTech Connect was the big announcement about Prudential buying Assured for a couple billion dollars. That's a couple billion dollars buys a lot of cattle, actually. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the Lemonade yeah. Transparency Report, right? Uh, kudos to them for showing some account. real financially important metrics. Uh, Jay has heard me talk about this all hat, no cattle thing I'm trying on. because like, He's trying on the hat. He's I'm, trying uh, on this hat. For sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Anything with a hat, you know, is going to get me. Oh, uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm, thank no you. No fedora. But I'm, Cowboy uh, hat this year, no fedora. Uh, I, I, I can't deviate that much from the brand, but the, the, um, you know, I'm actually really hoping, I think to like pull together, um, you know, the, the all hat, no cattle report of a sort and see if I can get a handful of entrepreneurs who've been at ITC every year since it's, it, since its inception to like share, you know, key financial metrics, like their revenue every year for the last four or five years to sort of showcase whether there's some real cattle there underneath the hat. Because I, I think we'll, we'll see there will be some. But it's, 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 you always look for these little signs. You know? So I think of, oh, what's one sign that ITC is you know, becoming more of a platform? It's when you have companies that say, I'm going to go like last year, American Family said, I'm going to do our leadership event at ITC. Or, or this year we have Majesco that says, we're going to take our you know, sort of user summit and, and, and do it 
alongside of ITC. So the fact that ITC becomes a hub, uh, and then I think separately you look at, I'll say like Carpe Data because they're you know just old enough to not be like a startup, uh, like they have a real track record. They'll probably be in Caribou's report, and yet and they were the first, I believe, of this uh, ilk to then start doing their own user conference. So like it's you sort of you really know that things are happening when you know a company that once was a startup is now doing a user conference. We had a podcast recently with a uh, InsureTech um, direct-to-consumer MGA insurer and uh, whose target market is, uh, is millennials. And they surprised us by saying that their um, distribution um, and sales function is going to be handled all by brokers and agents. It's not, it's not uh, online. And um, so brokers and agents are still a really important part of this. Is that part of the, obviously, that's part of the um, insure tech equation. And you guys addressed that last year with your, with, with your agent day. What, what, do, what do you see about that, Caribou? Yeah, look, I, I think that agents and brokers are important, right? They're obviously very important today. And I think they can become even more important in a sense as they adopt technology, right? So uh, I, I've gone on the record and saying, look, I, I think that through new tech platforms, right, Bold Penguin and Agent Tarot and other, others like that, um, you're going to see agents and brokers become, you know, twice as productive per person over, I don't know, maybe 10 years, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 12, but over that kind of time horizon. And the agents are going to be more profitable when they use the technology. There's a flip side to that, of course, which is if the, if the typical agent or broker is twice as productive, well, I think we only need half as many of them, right? So it'll be the ones that adopt the technology first, the ones that make the best use of it. They're gonna be the ones that are most likely to stick around. Now, I will, I will say, uh, you know, I'm not really that much of a direct consumer in this context. I, I don't think that uh, the agents need to really worry about some sort of sudden shift over to uh, you know the consumer just going online and and signing up directly. I do think that embedded insurance, right, having uh, a middleman that isn't your traditional um, you know corner brick and mortar uh, kind of agent, um, but might be uh, more of a channel partner. I mean, I've I've talked about I, I really am intrigued by what Porsche is doing right now. You know, they are uh, actually creating, in conjunction with an InsurTech, a bespoke uh, auto insurance product specifically meant for Porsche owners and marketed in part by Porsche. Like, that's actually pretty interesting. And if you're an agent where some fraction of your business is, you know, auto insurance for Porsche uh, customers, well, for Porsche owners, well, you know, that's an interesting threat. And it's funny, I was going to say that I agree. So I don't think it's necessarily direct to consumer is the biggest threat. I think, you know, I'll add on to that in two ways. I think, right, other agents will be a bigger threat. It's going to be people who didn't normally sell that either in that, in that sector or, you know, that class type or that size, you know, sort of being now able to do it when they couldn't before. So I think there's a encroachment that's far more likely. Uh, and I think, you know, another example of the, you didn't really expect this. I was speaking to an entrepreneur today who 
one of these fascinating stories of having sold two businesses before he was 18 and then decided he's going to do a music festival. Uh, ended up doing huge music festivals, 250 shows a year, uh, and then built some software to help him do his festivals. Uh, started selling that software to others uh, and then realized, wait, the software just is helping them with risk. So why don't I now also offer insurance for them? So I feel like it's this, uh, you know, at the end, you know, it's the same, you know, sort of the same paper, I guess, is still going to get signed because, you know, but it's who was that distribution point, you know, may change. And that idea of like, I'm servicing your need in some other way, and I'm going to just now seamlessly tack on insurance. Right. It's a point case. Don't know if it's going to happen in scale, but it certainly wouldn't have happened, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot and ask you both um, to identify one particular trend in, that you see in the, in the, on the insure tech side of the insurance ecosystem. Share, share a big trend that you're excited about or that you see or that you think is maybe not talked about enough. Go ahead. And I'll leave that up to you. You choose, your, choose whichever you'd like. I'll start first on that one. Sometimes I feel like most of my job these days is trying to figure out what are the interesting trends. I think that there is this important trend, particularly around the sort of customer-facing, consumer-facing insurtech startups. This shift that's been going on where often they might start as a broker, then become an MGA to get a degree of greater flexibility over pricing and customer experience and product design, and then actually make the jump to becoming a formal regulated carrier. And we've, we've seen examples of that over the last few years now. Um, you know, and it's, it's a natural thing in terms of, look, you, you can't be just a, a couple entrepreneurs in a garage and light up a carrier. You might be able to do that actually as a broker from your garage, but, but sure as heck can't do a carrier yet alone uh, anything anywhere else. So the uh, I think that's important. You know, you see examples like Metro Mile bought uh, a small carrier a couple of years ago. Next customer uh, in the small business world shifted into being uh, a carrier. Uh, Kin, uh, where I've got an affiliation. Uh, in the homeowners insurance market, right? They announced uh, a few months ago the launch of their reciprocal in Florida, and you know this is potentially a very significant trend line for the insurtech world because it it does put them very much in the same kind of standing as the the incumbents who've been around for decades or in some cases centuries. Um, it means that they have to deal with same regulatory. Uh, uh, hurdles and, and obligations, uh, which is not not actually a bad thing in the long run, um, and it gives them you know all the flexibility that they need to innovate around areas particularly like product and underwriting. So I think that's an important trend uh, for folks to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it'll make for a fun conversation. Uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, CEOs in this space is runs an MGA, and you, you know we keep I think Caribou's uh, wondering if. He's ever going to make the switch, or when he's going to make the switch? I think there's a fun, certainly a fun conversation around that. Uh, you know, I think the what we've seen is we've seen a lot of success, you know, around sort of picks and shovels. All right, we've seen this. I am uh, going to enable, you know, these huge companies 
uh, in ways to help them move faster. And I think that's a trend that we have seen, will see. I think what I'd like to see is I, I want to see someone just, you know, let's go back to 2015. Let's go back to the, we're going to break something and we're going to do it in such a crazy way. Uh, and we're going to aim so big and so aspirational um, that no one, especially an incumbent, would dare uh, to do this. So uh, I've enjoyed everything that we see. And, I, and now I'm just going to try to encourage uh, people to go and go, okay, what, what's next? And Jay, it's, it, is it fair to say we see a little bit more of that actually coming out of Asia, right? China in particular? I think it's very fair. And some of that, right, is, is from a regulatory environment. The things that can happen with the data in, in China, you know, like you have access, people have access, companies have access to data uh, and the ability to use that data that we don't hear. And so, yes, from a wow factor of, you know, I can't believe you're staring at me through my phone to judge my facial expressions to, you know, sort of like determine my shock level. Uh, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that is kind of like, oh my God, uh, I can't decide if that's cool or thank God it's not here. So, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. I, 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 I recall reading actually a few months ago uh, one Chinese in, insure tech company that was actually outsourcing some of the claims adjudication part of the process to like a claims committee or a randomly selected um, half dozen uh, customers for every claim that needed to be adjudicated. I, you know, I thought that was pretty darn interesting. And that I think that falls in the pattern that you're describing there, Jay, of like uh, something that is a little bit more, wow, I've never heard of that happening in the last century, but I can understand why that could actually work now. So, yeah, and I still, I mean, don't get me wrong. I one of my favorite stories, uh, and not the least of which, because it's sort of self-serving to ITC, is is Travelers and and Hover. You know, it was this. Here is technology in the palm of a consumer's hand. You know, here's a company that has built this uh, ability to actually, you know, sort of like take take eight photos, build a ninety nine percent accurate model. And or or and then some down to the thing, and now it, it just sort of happens like magic. Or you know, I, I think the same thing with like Tractable, where this like full end-to-end -end integration of photo, car, body shop, part ordered, things are set. Again, it's like the you knew it could technically happen, but you didn't think anyone would actually get these pipes to connect because they were so hard to talk to previously. And so I love that. And it's like, all right, what are people going to do next that we thought was only possible on paper? And they'd better show it at our show first. That's right. <laughs> that was one of the, the um, review points that we heard or read was that uh, a lot of people there are looking for the next big solution, right? The, 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 the one that ties it all together. And uh, I, I, I don't think it's quite there yet. No, no. It's it just great. It, it'll keep us all very busy. It's, it's, uh, it is great. It is great. So, so speaking of the next big thing, let's talk about 2020 for a minute as we, uh, as we conclude today. Um, a lot of attendees like ourselves are wondering, uh, how you top this. I'm sure you guys are wondering <laughs> how do we top this? And, uh, but I'm sure morning, noon, and night, it, it consumes you all. How, how do we keep this train on the tracks and how do we even make it better? So can you give us some, uh, can you tease us a little bit about 2020, ITC 2020? 
Well, first we're going to see if we can make the registration lines longer for people, because that's really an opportunity for, for ad hoc networking in the line there. Talk to the person to your left, to your right. That's my response to you, Jay. Oh, of course, yes. yes. <laughs> the, the, the registration line sponsor, you know. Uh, we, we'll pass out, you know, Xanax and alcohol while you're in line. Yeah. Maybe puppies. Maybe we'll get some puppies, too, if I can have my way, right, at the, in, in the expo. You know, it's, it is true. I mean, there's, like in SureTech, when we think about our show, right, there are things that we hope we will do that are revolutionary. And then a lot of it is incremental of like, how do you solve problems and how does tech an enabler? You know, think about 19 for us. It was, you know, we, we basically invented this concept of let's put a little IoT device on a badge. Let's make seamless in interactions between you and let's have that data pop up on your show app that you can download later. And, and the same thing for your session. So I think about, again, for us, the, the, the wholesale changes are around connections. You know, yes, do we want to try to top Billy Idol? Yes. Do we want to have a handful of those sessions that you go, holy cow, that's amazing. You know, those speakers that you say, I just, you know, you need three of those sessions where you say, I can't, I can't remember anything being as good as that. But ultimately, what's going to get everyone coming back is who am I going to meet? And, and like Caribou said, what's going to happen after? So making sure that like we find wow ways for you to meet uh, and have the experience, you know, sort of energize you. Absolutely. That's, that mm -hmm. is what we look forward to unveiling, which also means I don't have a clue exactly what we're doing fully yet. Caribou, what about you? What do you want to see from 2020? Yeah, you know, first of all, we don't want to, we don't want to fix what the parts that aren't broken. And I like to think that there's a lot that is working really well for people. Obviously we want to continue the quality of the people. We want to continue the diversity of people on all dimensions. Right. Um, a lot of that is geography. Um, a lot of that is uh, the role they have. Uh, you know, one of the things that I'm I'm proud of ITC's ongoing role in, right, is helping, and it's really part of what is happening with the InsureTech movement, is bringing a different pool of talent that might not have been as excited about uh, joining the insurance industry. Um, but now is sort of actively leaning into it, right? And whether that's around, uh, you know, uh, uh, areas like gender, ethnicity, um, or whether it's uh, sort of topics of study like computer science, right? I think that there's a whole sort of wave of people who've come into the industry. And uh, I think that we at ITC want to do everything we can to support that, right? I, I, um, you know, there was a, a Slack conversation with uh, someone that I saw where uh, a person was asking, like, do if I, I'm just entered the insurance industry now, do I have to learn how to play golf? And the answer was, no, you actually don't. And that's a really good thing. It's fine if you do play golf. That's not a problem either, but you don't have to, right? Like that's no longer a prerequisite to being successful in the insurance industry, right? And, you know, I, I think that if, uh, ITC can uh, continue to play a role in breaking down the barriers to all sorts of amazing talent, sort of getting excited about insurance, then we'll have also made a mark doing that. It's interesting because I think that you guys are in a rare position where you can facilitate some of that, right? Uh, and encourage um, things. I mean, it's with uh, with success often comes responsibility, 
and I, I think that you know you guys do have some responsibility to the industry and to where this thing is going and who's going to be involved in it. We completely agree. That's part of why Jay is always so stressed <laughs> out is he's always trying to figure out like, okay, you know, there's uh, 200 slots, give or take, on the stage somewhere, um, and there's so many interesting stories to tell. How do we both make sure we have the, the best stories uh, that get exposed out there, as right. well as the best storytellers. Right. Because I think that everybody, ourselves included, we want to hear about what's going on with Salesforce and State Farm. But we also want to hear what's going on with the, you know, something we've never heard of. Someone we've never heard of. That's right. It's part of our job to unearth and shine a, mm -hmm. shine a spotlight on things which, quite frankly, that we judge to be interesting. And sometimes we'll get it right and sometimes we'll get it wrong. Right, but it actually is part of our role, right? Jay's most of all, uh, to to say, yeah, this is something that I think people ought to hear about, or this is a a a person that people ought to hear from. Well, the uh, and and the best part for me is seeing seven thousand insurance people wearing jeans. That uh, that that part never gets old. Um, it, it keeps it unruly. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's funny, and I saw people there in shorts and t-shirts and flip flops, and uh, people in suits and everything in between. So that was uh, that's fun. It brings out uh, uh, it brings out a character of uh, insurance that is rarely seen. Oh, it sounds like a it sounds like a joke, arguably a bad one, you know, in in the making. You know, just as there's a a caribou being a trained attorney, you know, I I'm sure the first time I met him, I was like, you know, it's that joke of what do you call a hundred you know lawyers at the bottom of a sea? Um, bad joke to tell your wife who's an attorney on your first date, by the way. And then, uh, but I was saying it sounds it sounds like there's a making of a joke there. Right? What do you call you know thousands of insurance people who aren't always in suits, you know? InsureTech Connect. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, it sounds a good start. That turns out to be a yeah. really good conference. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you call seven thousand insurance people in jeans? InsureTech Connect. So there or you go. Or a good start. Yeah. Uh huh. A good start. A good, a good start. A good start. Oh, oh, same punchline, different. Uh, yes, you see God, what I did there, Jay. So you see what I did there. Ah. You're welcome. Oh boy, forever. <laughs> you took you, you you took one punchline, put it together. You're welcome. Drop the mic. Uh, there it goes. How, we can't top that. Well, listen, before this devolves any further, we're going to bring it to a close. And uh, and thank you guys once again for sharing your time with us. And um, uh, we look forward to Las Vegas next September. And we look forward to hosting you. And, and maybe we'll see a few of your listeners even in Singapore in June as well. Very exciting. Very exciting. And and uh, and maybe we can have you on just before to 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 give us a little 2020 preview uh, when it's uh, further constructed than I'm sure it is today. Absolutely. Thank you all so much. Great. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. You know, the one word that comes to my mind after talking to them is humility. Oh, that's a good one. They're never, they never like say, look at us and what we've done. No, no, not one time have they ever said we are. I mean, can 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 you look at where it's been to where it is now? It's so humble how they how they present the whole in, insure tech connect conference. 
they're grateful and they understand their place in this and they take the responsibility for it very seriously. And uh, so it's a pleasure to have them on. Yeah. And what amazing uh, feat, right? They have taken this idea and created a conference of 7,000 people where, where you can come and mingle with like-minded individuals and learn about what's out there. I mean, they, they basically created something that didn't exist and, uh, and it really has become uh, the Super Bowl of, of the InsureTech world. So I think it's great. I think it's, it's really exciting. I'm excited about uh, next year. I'm excited about what I learned this past year. Uh, and I'm excited to hear about Asia. I want, to, I want to hear more about that when that actually happens. Yeah, that would be an interesting conference to go to, wouldn't it? It would. And that one's uh, the first part of June, you know, I think June 2nd through June 4th. Think we could get budget. Think think we could get approved, the budget approved for us to go to the Asia conference? Yeah, yeah, with all the FNO tech funds. Yeah, I would imagine (laughs) that would be, sure, that won't be a problem at all. I think, will will 48 cents get it done? Because I think that's what we have in our bank account now. Yeah, give or take. Maybe, maybe we could get sponsored. Maybe somebody would want to sponsor the FNO Intro Tech guys to go over there and cover. Great idea. Yeah. If you're out there in our audience today and you would like to sponsor Lee and I to attend uh, Intro Tech Connect Asia, please contact us immediately. Well, we're dropping things out there, right? We're looking for that. Caribou's looking for invite to parties after hours. I mean, this is this is the platform for that sort of thing. We have a lot going on. That's true. A lot going on. Real appreciative to those guys. Um, always, always a treat. They are, um, what, this is their third time on the podcast, They're, right? The, it's the third time that we've had um, either one or the other on. And uh, right. Uh, and hopefully it won't be the last. Terrific, generous people who are um, very kind to us. And we can't say anything, but thank you. And look forward to... Uh, what else ITC will be producing uh, next year and beyond. Right. We thank you all for being with us today. And um, as always, you can uh, support us by just subscribing to our podcast, which you can do on any of your favorite podcast players. And with that, we'll say what we always say. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.